Today we're joined by Greg Collins of Exact Ventures. We'll be talking 5G, session border control, and everything else in that mobile area. Should be a great conversation. Looking Stick around. To Looking forward to it. Ed's in the cloud. With your hosts, David Portnowitz and Graham Potter. Welcome to today's episode of Heads in the Cloud. I'm David Portnowitz. I'm Graham Potter. We're going to be joined today by Greg Collins. For episode number nine. Episode nine. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that is very cool. Um, so we're going to be uh, talking to Greg Collins, who is um, the founder of Exact Ventures. Um, we're going to have a, uh, looking forward to a conversation about 5G, about session border control, about the network, and just about where things are going from a, a wireless standpoint. He's, a, he's, a, he's someone who has extensive experience in this space. He's a researcher, a real, a real stats guy. So I'm um, looking forward to talking to him. And, yeah, he's worked I, for an analyst firm. Yeah, well, and, so, yeah and I think 5G yeah. is an interesting topic. I it think is. You hear it, you hear about it, and you, and you don't really know what it means. A lot of people, I think people listening to this uh, podcast series, I think, you yeah. know, will be wondering what it's all about. So, you know, in our, in our uh, tradition and, and desire to, to talk to a lot of leading analysts and thought leaders, this is uh, in line with that. And uh, he's got some great insight, certainly into that that five G world. And you'll hear from the uh, from the interview. I think that uh, you know we're we're, yeah. we're using using mobility at its best. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting topic. You know, as you know, it's some it's, it's sort of a topic that we've had several. You know, we've sort of like weaved into a bunch of conversations we've had in the podcast already. We were talking to Polycom and VTech earlier about mobility and the desk phone and how does this all fit in? I mean, all of this is, is interrelated, right? I mean, as as cell networks get better, as 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 we're able to do more over that space, how does it affect what's on your desk? Does it change that? You know, all that stuff is sort of interweaved. And I think, you know, as you as you see that that area get better, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the market moves. And you're going to see a lot more in the AR space, um, the augmented reality space. You're going to see a lot more in the in the Internet of Things area, and and I think that's that's going to be interesting to see how that sort of evolves over the next five to ten years. And one of the things that I think is interesting is, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see this sort of be tested uh, overseas. I think first before we have it here in the states. Yeah, there's a lot of it's pretty progressive. But, yeah, you know, mobile networks. In it's interesting because being a European, it, it was a long time before we ever got mobile and mobile mobile networks. And you know when when it did happen, and obviously it was here first in the, in the uh, in the US, yeah. And then when it did happen in Europe, there was like a leapfrog yeah. uh, of technology. Yeah. You know, we're talking SIM cards, we're talking GSM, and and all of a sudden it, it jumped ahead of yeah. where North America is uh, and what have you. But now you have got this. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a race to the kind of top of this. There's going to be a game going on out here with with the carriers to see who can really get there first. And I know they've got trials planned and all mm-hmm. those things. So just a fascinating topic. And I think we got an opportunity to talk to Greg about yeah, one some of, the, of that one of, and what's what's driving this, yeah. what's behind it from a technology standpoint. So and and the devices too. I mean, you know, the, the network can be there, great, but if the devices don't support it, then that's all going to be anything. Yeah. yeah so well, the other big thing is, what about the battery in your device? Think about that. <laughs> you know, who who struggles today to Me. to run a full day on your your? I got an iPhone. I have a brand new phone. iPhone eight. I got to yeah. tell you something. Apple. Do you run Good job with the battery. It's better than. Is it better? I had a six S. Now I went to the eight. Right. Much better. You had a day? You run a day? I could, yeah, I could probably get a day. 
Can you remember back to when the Blackberries were first around? I, did I do, yeah. Testing with T-Mobile many, many years ago. You could run for days on that thing. Yeah, the Blackberry was incredible. Yeah, incredible. It had the battery best battery. battery. And you know what too was great about the Blackberry too is you could take a, you could bring a second battery with you and just yeah, pop the battery out and in. put a new one yeah. in. I used to do that all the time when I would travel because I, you know, you'd be, you know, I'd, I'd go to events where a lot of people were using their phones, so it takes up more battery yeah. for, and you could just pop a second battery, and it was yeah, so nice. Not even cut the call off. What yeah. are you doing? It's oh. like, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That made you look. I was waiting for you to say yes to that one. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely did that. I did it three or four times. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's fascinating. So yeah, this is a, this is a great uh, great one. I always like doing this this type of thing where you know you've got limited experience with yeah. uh, with a technology, and to hear someone who's obviously living it every day of the week. And, yeah, I mean, uh, we're sort of like we we don't know. We're just. We're asking we the questions asking that the we questions, think, yeah. yeah. So the other thing, too, is, um, you know, I, I think with, with someone like Greg, you know, being out in the Bay Area, a lot of that stuff is going to happen there first. Um, and so he's sort of on that cutting edge of all that stuff. And he's and he's in those, and he's talking to those companies about what they're doing. So um, we should get some great insight. I'm looking forward to that. The other thing I'm looking forward to is seeing if Greg has any animals, because that's been sort of our tradition here on the podcast. It's a theme. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a theme. It's a I common know, I know theme. You're, yeah. a, you're, a, you're a fan. I'm an animal lover, yeah. yeah, yeah huge are, animal uh, lover. Big supporter of all animals. Hamster, yeah. No animal, no. No, no. Just kids. We've really got to change that. Well, um, you know, and, and the other thing too with with Greg, he's out in the Bay Area, and of course we'd be remiss, but if we yeah, didn't mention, go out to the folks, yeah, the folks out there. I mean, it's I, I've spent some time. I'm, I'm sure you have out in wine country, Sonoma sure. and Napa. It's absolutely beautiful, and to see the devastation yep. that's happening there is heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It is a real tragedy. And you know, yeah. we know, you know, you and I haven't experienced that, but you know, having gone through these hurricanes the last couple of weeks. We understand, or we we sort of can sympathize. I think really well with with the folks out there, and understand that it's just it's just absolutely heartbreaking. There's nothing you can do. You just sort of like par- words you know. that you can use to yeah. describe, you know, what what it what it is and what those people must be going through. Yeah. You know, people people that lost lost their lives and families yeah. and what have you, and also people that lost everything. And yeah, you know, it's just so tragic. And they're, and they're having a hard time with getting those fires under control with the yeah, weather, sure. and so. Um, if you have opportunities, there are plenty of places to donate um, for lo- both locally, food shelters, um, and, and and all sorts of stuff. You can get out there. You can find a lot of that online. So, um, you know, if you, if you have the opportunity, please do so. So we want to make sure that um, we throw that out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking forward to uh, talking to Greg. Uh, learning more about 5G, learning a little bit more about session border control, which is something interesting to us because we just launched a product in that space, our, our Hybrid Connect, which is basically a, a server turning cool. our, our Starbucks, our Starbucks voice optimized SD-WAN uh, into a session border controller. So um, looking forward to a really good conversation with Greg. Let's find out about his animal interests and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Today we are joined by Greg Collins. Greg is the founder and principal analyst at Exact Ventures, based out in San Francisco. Uh, Exact Ventures is www.exactventures.com. And Greg is a technology analyst and strategist with tons of experience, um, highly analytical, worked in the telecom, networking, wireless network space, and he founded Exact Ventures in 2011. So welcome, Greg. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your company? Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so, Exact Ventures is a, a quantitative uh, analyst firm. So, when we look at 
network infrastructure products and services and cover technologies like MFB and cloud, and 5G core networking, which is emerging, and also segments like IMS, voice over LTE, uh, evolved packet core, policy, signaling, pretty much anything that affects the core networking for, for service providers. And we really take a, a quantitative economic perspective on these markets and assigning market shares and analyzing market shares and forecasting these markets with a lot of depth and, and detail, but, but really from a quantitative and, and economic perspective. And, and tell us, like, pretend that Graham and I know nothing about, we, we barely know anything about 4G. No, I'm just joking. But we tell certainly us, don't know anything about 5G. No, so I, mean, I, know, I know I've read a lot of things, Greg, and, yeah. uh, and I've actually, I, I actually went back to some uh, original uh, items that I read back in the early part of this year, around the February time frame, and I, I found some, uh, some interesting quotes. I found one in particular from Qualcomm, and Qualcomm, uh, for our listeners, is a company that uh, produces technology around mobile, mobile networks, mobile devices, uh, and they made a comment that uh, they say 5G is going to be the biggest thing since electricity. So that's I a, find that hard to believe, a, Greg. You have to prove bold, me wrong on that's that. That's a fairly bold <laughs> statement. So why don't, you, why don't you tell our listeners uh, what to expect with 5G? 5G? Yeah, that's that's setting the bar pretty high. I think it is. Well, I can that's send you I can send you the quote, but uh, it's real. So. Yeah, that's up there with the wheel. Um, <laughs> so, with five G, so five G is is obviously the the next generation of, of wireless technology. Um, so you know, five G is is a few things. So it, it is, of course, the next generation of wireless technologies, but and that means, you know, a new generation of radio infrastructure, so, so base stations, and that means that there has to be new spectrum assigned, typically, for 5G. So it's new spectrum, new radio base stations, and then you'll need to have those new radios in handsets. So, so that's one, obviously, very big, important aspect of what 5G is. 5G is also... Uh, a big change in core networking, which is the area that I track. So 5G will really um, bring carrier core network to um, to the cloud. Um, and a lot of this transition is happening now with a lot of the virtualization and, and cloud efforts going on at the major carriers. That will really be institutionalized with the 5G standard. And that will go in, in different phases, uh, sort of aligning up with different releases of the standard. And that will be you know, phased out over a number of years. So that's two things 5G is, both new radio and, and the new core infrastructure. And then maybe why Qualcomm is really hyping this so much is that it's new business cases. And people are really associating 5G with Internet of Things. And that's really where... You know, people are looking at different business models and um, really having, you know, wireless technologies really permeate every aspect of our lives above and beyond, uh, you know, handsets, which, again, <laughs> is, is pretty, uh, pretty impermeated, excuse me, with, uh, with our day-to-day lives, but it'll, it'll get even deeper. So, so what can the general public expect to uh, to experience? You know, what are what are some of the things that they're going to really experience as as a user with with five G? I mean, I read things about uh, 
obviously improved data rates, you know, dramatically improved data rates in uh, in metro areas. Um, better, you know, reduced latency, that type of thing over over LTE. Um, can you can you go into that in a bit more detail? Sure. So, so like you said, five um, G is promising uh, a lot faster throughput for things like high definition video and then reduced latency for um, for things like mobile gaming and then mobile augmented reality and, and virtual reality can come along with that. Uh, with reduced latencies, you can also have things like autonomous cars that run on 5G um, that will require like, a lot of changes in, in the networking, um, really pushing out a lot of the, the network infrastructure a lot closer to the user. Um, but that, that will take a long time, I think, to, to come out. But it is part of the standard and it is on the roadmap. And I think that that's uh, a you know, really exciting phase of, of 5G and what that will promise down the road. Sure. So <clears throat> when you're talking about replacing the network for, you know, to basically rip and, and take out what you have and replace it for 5G, you know, what kind of process is that? Who 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 is responsible for doing? I mean, yeah, what length are, of time? Are we yeah, I mean, are the way? carriers doing that? Who's doing that kind of stuff? Yeah, I wouldn't really categorize it as a rip and replace. I mean, they're not going to rip out, you know, say four G to five G, but rather treat it as an overlay. Um, you know, keep the current network essentially intact, and then gradually overlay five G services on top of that, and and migrate it that way. So who's responsible for this are the, the carriers that uh, own the spectrum, you know, that purchase and lease the spectrum from, uh, from governments around the world. And their task as part of these spectrum licenses with building out their network. And uh, yep, those, those are the, the people in, in charge of uh, building out 5G. And, and has this already has this process already started? Are some of the carriers already involved in this? And and what's a realistic timeline to start experiencing this? And you know, obviously, in the bigger cities like San Francisco, New York, and and and, and the and then across the the uh, rest of the U.S. Well, I think um, a lot of the major vendors around the world are are in trials right now with with the technology. Um, you know, in the U.S., AT and T and Verizon have trials. Um, in, in several different cities, we're looking at 5G as a replacement for for DSL and cable. Oh wow! T-Mobile's and yeah, but I think that's a that's a use case. Uh, T-Mobile's announced that they would use some of their spectrum at 600 megahertz to um, to introduce 5G services, and Sprint has spectrum at 2.5 gigahertz. But wow! Um, going to use for uh, for 5G services, um, and then in Japan and Korea, they're looking at deploying uh, 5G, you know, for the Olympic Games. Okay, so okay. to showcase the Olympic Games. Uh, I think it's in Tokyo. The summer games are in 2020, and then even next year you have the Winter Games in Korea. Wow. Um. So, what excites you most about what's coming with five G? You know, what from a network standpoint, you know, what 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 are you seeing out there? What are you excited about? Uh, what's, well, what's really affecting the segments that I track is what's the changes that are going on in the core network. 
from having you know sort of purpose built product essentially you know, purpose built electronic products that are essentially the plumbing that sits behind all of the, the base stations moving to software. Um, and that's been a trend that's been going on a long time, but 5G will really sort of institutionalize that and I think will really energize a lot of the carriers that may be circumspect about going through this transition and, and really putting them on board. And that will really enable a new type of um, new economics for four networks that will enable you know a lot more scale among the number of users that can that can ride on mobile networks and then types and the number of devices that can be accommodated and a variety of devices and use cases that can be run on top of uh, on, on these networks. So so and come then, sorry. Me, I'm so, Go ahead. sorry for me I'm sort of a, a measurement geek. So, <laughs> Sort of measuring these uh, measuring these transitions, it's really fascinating to me how how you know the cost will will come down to accommodate all of the the new types of services and um, the volumes go up and the different components that will uh, that will arise in the core network and change in the signaling infrastructure. So you know it's all very very interesting to me how you measure that and how that gets to over time. So, so a couple of questions, Greg. Um, one, you mentioned some of the carriers there. Do do you see a, kind of a race amongst the carriers there? Do you think, you know, is there anybody there that's going to kind of poke out ahead and uh, and really force this? Uh, and the second question is really, uh, I mentioned the name Qualcomm. Are there other um, technology suppliers out there, manufacturers that are really instrumental to uh, to driving this uh, technology forward? Sure. Um, so yeah, I mentioned some of the carriers, and like it's it's still kind of early to tell who will get get the lead. I think, but they've all announced um, they've all announced their trials. I think you know I'm sort of more excited to see what happens at the lower frequencies, mm-hmm. like the at the 600 megahertz and the 2.5 gigahertz. Those are those. Those frequencies propagate a lot better, and that means that like the the signals can penetrate indoors a lot better than at higher frequencies, like at 28 gigahertz, which is where Verizon and AT&T, I believe, are uh, having their trials. So, and and that's those are I think fairly limited use cases. Those sort of fixed wireless use cases, right? Yeah. Um. So, like. I mean, those trials that don't have me as excited as some of the, the activity that's going on at the lower frequencies, and I think you'll see those, those operators you know, start looking at lower frequencies at, you know, for 5G. Um, for you know, companies like like you know, shifting and talking about the other part of your question about some of the uh, component suppliers, so, so obviously. Welcome. You know, critical. It's important for the sure. 5G to, to begin to take off. Is you're not going to have any services until you know you get the 5G radios and headsets. So Qualcomm, so Apple, obviously, um, are uh, are really important in getting getting the 
getting the 5G technology, you know, into handsets, having, you know, appropriate battery life um, for, uh, for this thing to, to take off. And then even outside of handsets, making sure that the radios are, are cheap enough and the battery life is, is good enough so that the technology gets into uh, things like sensors and video cameras and pretty much pretty much everywhere you can have a have a need for for data um, data collection. So here's a real question, Greg. When I'm on an airplane, is 5G going to improve my experience? Because airplane Wi-Fi is the cruddiest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. I don't care if you're going from New York to Boston. It's terrible. We need better airplane Wi-Fi. Is 5G going to fix that problem? Tell me yes. I'm, I'm rooting for yes. Yeah, well, I wish I could tell you yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... I think the, the main culprit there is, is the link from the plane to the satellite. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that 5G is really going to really tackle that one. Oh. No silver bullet there, no. I'm afraid. I was hoping for we were going to we were going to have a but, magic solution there. No, I, but I would I would vote for more legroom. Yeah, more legroom. <laughs> yeah, so, actually, uh, yeah, and, and stop people reclining seats and what have yeah, you. So, yeah, so you're for more legroom. I'm for better <laughs> Wi-Fi. I was just on a flight uh, two days ago from Philly back to Tampa. No wife. They we got on the plane. They said the Wi-Fi is dead. Uh, useless. Oh. Useless. Yeah, I gave you a break. I had to just watch Netflix shows. <laughs> so, so Greg, tell us um, another thing that you're that you're involved in is on the session border control side and the SBC side, and and that's sort of interesting to us because we've just launched a new product, Hybrid yeah, Connect, hybrid, yeah. that um, allows our our UC service to work over private networks, um, and it basically it basically is an SBC. It's a session border controller. So, you know, where, where you know what do you like in that space? What are you seeing there? And and sort of uh, you know. What what interests you in, the, in that area? Um, well, there are a couple, you know, really, uh, I guess, hot areas of of SBCs, and then the the technology shift that's going on kind of behind the scenes to virtualization cloud. So the the enterprise SBC market shown you know a lot of strong growth based on um, SIP trunking and and hosted UC services. Um, and, and that market's shown, you know, 20, 25% growth year over year. So, that, so that's a really strong market. And the market for those services that are that are driving investments is still fairly lightly penetrated. So there's a lot of a lot of runway for growth there. And then uh, voice over LTE is um, is driving a lot of growth as well for for SPCs. And then kind of behind the scenes, the architectural shift to virtual and, and cloud SPCs is. Is, uh, is happening as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been a you know a really strong market, uh, particularly those areas, and, and uh, a good growing market. And so, uh, Greg, another thing that we always ask our podcast guests is two things. One, we're going to send you a T-shirt, and you have to wear yeah, it around it's a special, town. Special T-shirt, special you have to shirt, wear it and send a photograph of yourself wearing okay. it. Opportunity to uh, promote <laughs> promote your business there, but it's a wonderful T-shirt. Beautiful, no, no expense. Hundred percent Egyptian cotton. Yeah, glorious. Signed. I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll love it. Two, do you, we always like to ask our guests: Do you have a dog or a cat? Do you have any animals at home? We like to we like to we like to see if uh, we like to talk about uh, animals on this podcast as well. I don't have any animals. Uh, I, I used to have a chinchilla, 
Wow, that's a, that's a rat. Um, I love uh, chinchillas. Yeah. The Cracker Jack. That's yeah. He loves, he loves him. But what, what? I have four boys at home. Wow, that's, that's probably What a was the chinchilla's name? Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack. That's fa- that's a fantastic name. I love He's that. Got, you got four. You're making yeah. trying to make a football team there, Greg. Oh, you got four. <laughs> Good for you. I'm done. Not trying. Not trying. It it, it just kind of happened, and uh, but no, I'm at my limit. Awesome. Good for you. <laughs> so, are we- how are you? Uh, how are you getting along in San Francisco? I wanted. To, I, you're in the Bay Area, right? Yeah, we're in the Bay Area, and it seems there's a lot of. Uh, Pollution here now because of the fires in yeah, the wine country. Yeah, Dread- uh, so it seems like the Bay Area is on fire. Dreadful experience, and we, you know, our hearts go out yeah. to the folks there. Some of which we know personally, and yeah. and in fact, one of the analysts yeah. that we uh, we had on this show uh, a while a back ago, lives yeah. right yeah. in that area. So, and I know somebody yeah. personally who's lost everything as a result of this. So, you know, it's it's just a yeah, tragedy, and so yeah, really feel for it. So stay stay safe, and uh, we wish you and yeah. family all all the very best, and and just thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to join us on a on a topic or topics that I think are going to be fascinating for our uh, podcast listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Greg. We really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we just had a fascinating conversation with Greg Collins of Exact Ventures. Um, you know, one thing that was clear was that Greg was clearly in some sort of pizza restaurant or a, yeah, some sort of Italian the, joint. Probably the noisiest, uh, <laughs> noisiest interview we've ever we've yeah, but ever done. That's but, okay. We're, you know, we're, we're flexible. Talking about, but we were talking about five G. Yeah. You know, a subject that you and I don't know a tremendous amount about. I'm, and I'm, I'm sure, actually inquisitive you know, to know where does the where do the G stop. Right, so do we go to six G, seven G, and then you know what? What about H? We're, I mean, H, I, J. I mean, I think these are fair. Qu- I mean, the other letters should get their fair share of. Uh, well, you time. know, there's a, there's a lot of a uh, lot of names in in this in this world. LTE is a, yeah. a good one. Do you know what LTE means? Uh, lightning, Terminators. Well, it stands for long, it stands for long term evolution, but okay. you know that that's the name that goes behind all of this mobile. Yeah. But but it's a fascinating subject. So, yeah. but you know, to the to the point you made earlier on, Greg was obviously on the move. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if he was in the in, in the restaurant lobby or, or whatever, but. Uh, Good use San Francisco of, uh, is, a, is a crowded technology. town. Yeah, indeed. But yeah, fascinating subject, isn't it? Well, really? I mean, you know, for the consumer side, you know, here you hear 4G, you hear LTE, you hear 5 You know, sometimes it all just sort of like runs together. But I think you know, okay, well, 5G has got to be better than 4G, you know. Yeah. But like what does it actually mean? I think – Yeah, what does it mean to the consumer? What and, are you going to say? Yeah, and I think Greg sort of spelled that out. You know, you got to, you know, be able to run HD video much faster, yeah. be able to replace cable and, and DSL in some situations. I mean, that's – that's pretty remarkable. I mean, you're talking about major, major bandwidth oh, speeds, sig- significantly faster. And then speeds, to be able to improve you know. those, those, the converse, you know, your your cell, your reception when you're indoors and places yeah. like reduce, subway reduce stations. Reduce latency on environments. Yeah. I think it's just a fascinating I mean, uh, we, subject thing you, to talk about. You know, it sort of reduces the dead. You know, in a lot of places where you, where you might have dead space, dead area. You know, but but you know what? It's going to be a long transition. I mean. I, yeah, I, look, listen, I have Sprint now, and I go to plenty of places where I don't even get 4G, but that might be more of a Sprint issue. Oh, I than... think that's a personal issue as well. <laughs> so I don't know what sort of places you're going to, David. But, um, yeah, I think, I think 
we we all rely so heavily on these uh, intelligent devices that uh, we walk around with smartphones. Yeah, and, and you are right. You know, we use these terms two G, three G, four G. Yeah, 4G. but you don't know what the hell they mean. Not really. The average the average user doesn't really know that. I, yeah. I do know to my own experience that I've had some uh, incredible experiences with with trying to get a signal in a, in a house. I've recently moved house. Uh, to the uh, Sarasota area, and the house is almost in like a completely dead, dead zone. zone. Yeah, and so by using a, a basically like a cellular repeater mm-hmm. with inside the house, I'm actually able to get a, a half decent signal, 4G LTE signal within the house. So it will be interesting to topic. see. I, I like the question you had about who's who's out there first because it will yeah, be interesting I think to see. It's got to be a race, isn't it? Yeah, be and, and you've got you've got also got. T-Mobile and Sprint that look like they're going to merge, or yeah. T-Mobile's going to yeah. buy Sprint, or buy, I think yeah, T-Mobile's yeah, buying Sprint, and so you know you've got that happening, and and you know if that happens, you're really down to what? And this you've got AT and T, you've got T-Mobile, three, Sprint, three you got boys, Verizon, yeah, Verizon, and then you've got everybody else, right? I mean, there's those are the those are the three big yeah. ones, yeah. Um, and so. Oh, and that's just think about North America. Then go yeah. outside of North America, and you've got a lot orange of, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Outside, of but it. I think it's definitely going to be a race to get who can get this five G off the ground first. And but then the devices have to follow, right? Like Apple and Samsung and, yeah, I'm, and, I'm and fascinated. Google have to follow. I ask a question about the technology behind yeah. it. You know, Qualcomm is obviously a very big name in, the, yeah. in that marketplace. But who are the other? people that are right in the prime position for for that type of technology mm-hmm. to support this transition and move to 5G. And, and it's not going to be a light switch. I mean, you're talking about a significant period of time, but there are already trials being planned and, and those sorts of things. So this will be on us. And, it, and, it, and like you said, too, it's going to also help revolutionize the Internet of Things. So, right, as everything else becomes connected, it's going to bog down the Internet. It's going to bog down the, you know, the network. So with 5G, there'll be more bandwidth, more availability, yeah. more more options for more connected. I mean, he talked about he was talking about automated cars using 5G. I mean, that's yeah, a Can you imagine that? I mean, that's a without, pretty without the need to have traffic lights and, yeah. and to be able to just have cars. That's like straight out of minority by, report, that's right? That's pretty scary yeah. stuff, yeah. And yeah. San Francisco will be the will be the hotbed for that. I mean, you know that you that'll know be the that first be, area yeah. where they'll they'll automate all the cars there yeah. and Listen, I'm all about automated cars. I think that's the way to go. I don't want to drive anywhere. I just want to get in the car. Well, San Francisco is a good example. You don't want to try and park anywhere there because parking's kind of a bit of a bit of a premium, a I think. Yeah. So keep cars on the move. Use yeah. that technology. So, but if we all, but if we had the cars automated, we'd all get there faster. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. You, wait, you don't want? I know you're a car guy. Listen, there is no way. In the next ten years, we're getting we're getting automated cars. You know why? People aren't giving up their driver's license. Uh, you think probably, people probably. are? You think people are going to give that up like without like a, some huge fight? Hey, I've just had a thing flash through my mind here. You know the interchange that we just had built recently? The up diverging at, yeah, diamond. Yeah, the diamond, right? The the diamond. Diverging diamond. So for people on the on the podcast here, we've got this amazing traffic flow. Just system Google it. That uh, that is on Junction Two Thirteen of the Seventy Five and links down onto University Parkway and. It is this converging? No, diverging. Oh, diverging. Diver- it's, I'd like to call it converging. No, actually, it's a diver diverging as a, diamond. As a European, having driven around roundabouts before you guys even saw them, and gyratory <laughs> systems, and dreadful things like that, uh, it's fascinating to watch people uh, struggle with this. And I've yeah. seen many, many articles articles in the local area about people saying, "You know, we're not Europeans. We can't stand this. We don't want. Oh, we God. don't need this here." Yet the traffic flow is unbelievable. It's so much better. I mean, it's so much better. Yeah. It's incredible. But you can imagine that without any traffic lights Great. or anything like that. I'm all this for it. This is all using five G to move you Perfect. around. Yeah, I think I'd like to great. get there tomorrow. I think it'd be great. Now you can't drive around in your like Ferrari though. You have to like go in a little like pod. 
Yeah, that's true. But it has like a TV. It's yeah. got Wi-Fi. It's perfect. Yeah, like I Tron, think that sounds the, great. Tron's like, <laughs> Well, well, thanks so much for joining us uh, on this episode of Heads in the Cloud. Um, I am uh, happy to happy. This is a good episode, I think. I think I think people enjoy What's this your one. Name? I'm I'm me. I'm me. Well, I'm <laughs> Graham Potter. I'm David Portnowitz, and that was Heads in the Cloud.